Hi. Um, it's been a little bit. Uh, well, no, it's been like a week, but it still feels like I feel like now more than ever a week feels like a month already. Um, today I was supposed to upload this yesterday, and by upload I mean record. This is not a pre-recorded thing. I'm gonna upload this as soon as I'm done. Um, today is Friday the 13th, so if you are out there listening to this, be careful. Um, actually, I'm not super, I'm not, like, really superstitious, um, about, like, actually, that's a complete lie. I'm, like, very superstitious. I have, like, I struggle with superstitions due to my OCD, so I don't know why that came out of my mouth. Um, anyways, uh, happy Friday the 13th. Um, I have been, I've been okay, um, this past, these past couple weeks have been kind of insane, um, just with, like, the state of the world and all that. I'm sure I'm, like, the last person you want to hear talk about that kind of stuff, but, um, I don't care. I'm, I want to talk about it, so, um, I don't really know, actually, if I want to talk specifically about the election. Um, I'm kind of just over it. I think that's, like, I don't know, I think that's a super obnoxious thing to say, because, it's obviously super important to what's ha- like what's happening and all that, but it's just like Joe Biden won. People need to get over it, like cry about it, but it, it's it's just there's just no reason to just just keep fighting about it. Like Joe Biden won, stop being sore losers. Um, I did vote. I voted. I early voted like a while ago, and I actually played a prank on my girlfriend, and I told her that I voted for Donald Trump because it was. <laughs> It was an intrusive thought, and so I acted on it. Um, but that's not true. I totally voted for Joe Biden, um, and I'm happy that he won. I think, like, especially right now, like, on TikTok, I see a lot of people who are like, oh, you're happy that Biden won? You're happy that another racist old white man won? Um, obviously not, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I think we should definitely let people kind of take a sigh of relief um, that Donald Trump is not going to be our president for the next four years. Um, I try not to talk about politics too much. That's a lie. I talk about politics all the time, but at least on the podcast, I kind of keep things way more personal. But I think I don't like to talk about politics here um, because I just don't like, I don't like researching. (laughs) I, I, I do that enough already for my college classes and for my political science major. So I don't want to, like, say something and then somebody be like, actually, that's not true because, I mean, like, sorry, I just made it up on the spot. Um, but as far as, like, my opinions and stuff, I'm just glad that Donald Trump is not going to be our president for the next four years. I think he's a piece of shit. Um, and, I, and that's not, like, radical to say or, like, new. Um, I have been directly affected by, like, things that have come throughout his presidency, you know, um, as, like, someone who is, like, in marginalized groups, I guess. Like, I'm a lesbian, and I'm in a relationship with another woman. I'm also a woman of color. Like, these things that, like, um, I guess, like, being spoken about against, uh, I feel, like, so jumbled right now. Um, Sometimes it feels like things happen in a bubble, and when the president of the United States says something like Mexicans are rapists and murderers, um, 
I feel like when that first happened, I was like, well, that definitely hurts my feelings, um, but nothing's going to come of it, right? Like, who really believes that kind of, you know, bullshit that's being spewed? Um, and I think that a lot of us thought that when Trump first run, first won president. Um, I think people were kind of like, okay, obviously this dude is fucking nuts. Like, um, who is going to subscribe to his insane fucking beliefs? And then um, somehow... I was still surprised when over half of the country was like, actually, um, I kind of like this guy. <laughs> um, every day, it kind of like, I feel like because politics plays such a huge part in my life, um, it kind of weighs on me sometimes when I think about really how many people there are in the country that just have like so much hate in their heart um I don't mean to be like super like mushy about it but like I mean people can say like oh well I only voted for him because of this reason or I only voted for him because of his economic policies which as a political science student I hear 99% of the time specifically from white men or from men of color who somehow think that voting for Trump is going to get them in to these like these like non-oppressed groups <laughs> um anyways um no matter why people voted for trump i have l come to learn that if people have supported him in any way i just can't be like associated with that i can't be like oh that's okay we can still be friends like i think we've seen a lot of like stuff over the past month or so past couple months where there's like a big debate on like oh, well, um, you should be mature and, like, still be friends with people, even though, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm burping, um, even though they're, like, a different political affiliation than you, which is, like, I don't know. There's also, like, a lot of other people on the other side who are, like, obviously not, like, you don't have to be, keep a friendship because, you know, sometimes a different political ideology can be, like, super harmful, um, and we've seen things, like, both of those kind of beliefs, like, being fought against each other. Um, so it's, like, nothing new to say, like, oh, well, you don't have to stay friends with a Trump supporter. But I do want to talk about it a little bit because, like, I don't know. It's, like, insane to me how people just don't – it's not insane to me because it's not surprising. But people – kind of just pretend that privilege doesn't exist um when people say stuff like oh well I can stay friends with my my Trump supporter friend you know I just how do you how do you get past that you know it's not like let's say let's say like Mitt Romney actually I don't know shit about Mitt Romney um <laughs> let's say like just like another Republican president in the past of course, there's never, I can confidently say there's never been a good president, but I just don't think that Donald Trump is the same as all the other bad presidents. Um, I would even say that he is worse, <laughs> um, which, you know, I don't know, that can be taken the wrong way because, like, you know, shit has happened in American history, like, hello, Trail of, Te Trail of Tears. Um, so I don't mean to be, like, Donald Trump was worse than the Trail of Tears, <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> oh my God, 
I feel like so stupid. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that like to not acknowledge your privilege when you say like, well, I can stay friends with a Trump supporter. If somebody were, if I were to get to know somebody and we became friends and they were like, oh yeah, and I, I fuck with Donald Trump. I can't stay friends with them because to me that's saying like, so you hate everything about me, right? You hate that I love women. You hate that my parents are immigrants and that they came here illegally. You know, you hate that I believe that women should have rights over their own body. You hate that I believe that, um, you know, healthcare should be a right for everybody. And it's, I, th- I know hate is a big word, but I do believe it's hate. When, when people say, like, for example, when Donald Trump called certain countries shithole countries, that is a hateful word. It, that's not just a difference in opinion. That's hate, you know? That's bullshit, and it's just, it's mean. <laughs> not to belittle it, but it's mean. Um, and when Donald Trump said that, uh, Mexicans are rapists and murderers. Again, that's not an, a, a political opinion. That is hate. That is prejudice. That is racism. Um, and I, I'm sure whoever is listening to this, I know you don't need this explained to you because if you know me, if you know who I am and you enjoy like the stuff I put out, I'm sure this is nothing new to you. I think I just kind of have to put these thoughts out there because it's hard being who I am and also kind of being afraid every day of who I may encounter who may hate me, you know, Um, which I don't know. That makes me kind of sad, but it's, I've been recording for 10 minutes, so I'm over that. (laughs) I'm done talking about that. Joe Biden's fucking president. Get over it. Um, You know, so what if the next four years are the most mediocre, boring years of our lives? I would take that over another four years of, you know, whatever this shit has been. <laughs> Anyways, um, what I really, really, really wanted to talk about today um, was something that happened recently. I'm sorry that I'm, my energy seems like off today. I'm like tired a little bit. Um, so I've talked about Emma Chamberlain on the podcast before. I, like, love her. I think she's amazing and funny and creative and, like, just, like, super, like, relatable or whatever, which is, like, yeah, like, that's her brand, obviously. Um, But recently, there has been, there was rumors that she, like, voted Republican (laughs) because somebody posted, like, a bullshit screenshot. Sorry that I keep cursing. Somebody posted, like, a doc, uh, like, a, just, like, a stupid screenshot from this, like, unreliable app that tells you, like, how people vote, which I don't even know if that is accessible information. Um, Maybe it is, but I don't know how to get to it. Um, But somebody took a screenshot, and it said that Emma Chamberlain voted, but she voted Republican. Um, And I lost my shit (laughs) because I was like, oh, my God, once again, I have trusted a white person who is about to make me look like a fucking clown because not only do I rave about her coffee all the time, I also own her planner. Um, I also own merch of hers. Um, 
I like tag her on all my posts whenever I'm like posting about her coffee or whatever. So I was just like, oh my God. I here we go again. Um but anyways, uh it turns out that the app that people were getting this information from was like totally bogus. Like it was saying that like Ariana Grande wasn't registered and like all these other influencers like voted Republican. It was just like super unreliable source. <laughs> um plus like as somebody who like I I watch, like, almost all of Emma's content. Like, I watch her YouTube videos. I watch her – or I listen to her podcasts and stuff. I'm just, like, she's definitely not somebody who voted for Trump. (laughs) Like, you know, like, I know sometimes rich people can betray you, but I was just, like, no, that – it just doesn't make sense, right? Somebody who was raised vegetarian and lived in San Francisco, I don't – I don't think she voted for Trump, you know? I can't be, like, 100%. Like, nobody can really be 100% except for – the people who voted themselves, but, like, come on, (laughs) you're telling, like, you can't tell me that a kid who was raised vegetarian in San Francisco, like, is, like, hell yeah, um, make America great again, um, anyways, so, because of all this, um, or maybe not because of all this, but during this time, Emma, Emma's Twitter was like deactivated so people were like oh we found out that she votes Republican and so she do she deactivated her Twitter um but again as somebody who like um like consumes a lot of her content I I found out that like she had deactivated it a little bit before and she kind of does that regularly um just because like I don't know social media is like toxic or whatever um so People were like, oh, my God, exposed, like, ha, 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 like, we found you out, Emma Chamberlain. And after that, Emma posted, like, a story that was, like, I think I have a screenshot of it, actually, because I think I sent it to somebody. Um, Give me one second. Okay, we're back, and I found the screenshot. So she posted on her story and was like, I really don't like to engage in any internet drama slash lies, but today is a very big day. Today is a day to celebrate. I really don't want to spend today defending made-up facts about me. I hope we can all come together today, celebrate, and love each other. The future is very bright. I love you all so much, every single one of you. Which is like, okay, girl. (laughs) I mean, okay, I, I have a lot of thoughts, right? So I... It's it to that. It's when I saw that it meant to me like okay, she's kind of saying like these are lies. I didn't vote Republican, didn't vote for Trump, whatever. But that's not what she said, right? She said, "I don't participate in internet drama slash lies. We should be celebrating today because basically, like, it was. I think maybe at that time it was pretty much like yeah, Joe. Oh yeah, it was. I remember because I was at work and. We were all calling each other on the work phones like, Joe Biden won. Joe Biden's a projected winner. Um, So to me, it was like, well, we're celebrating, right? Because Joe Biden is a projected winner. Um, So, um, okay. (laughs) I I think because I've been on the internet for so long, um, I have, I've always kind of like idolized somebody, right? (laughs) So like when I was like, a preteen, I was like, I love Bethany Moda. Um, and then when I was like a teenager, I was like, actually, who did I like as a, oh, oh my God, Tana Mojo, God. Um, so I think like it was, it's easy for me to be like, okay, problem solved. 
I can go back to like supporting this person, right? Um, but I think it's harder now because of everything that is going on. Um, and also because I'm older, um, to just kind of be like, okay, good enough, right? <laughs> I mean, like, obviously that's what I did. Like, that's, I, I'm like still, I still buy her coffee. I still like her Instagram posts. Like, but I think it's kind of disappointing, um, when you see somebody that like, you're like, wow, this is a really good influence for like people who are young. Obviously I'm older than her. So like, what doesn't fucking matter (laughs) to me? Like, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to be my old ass self. Um, but like, I think it's, it's cool kind of to recognize that there are like people out there being like good influences on, on, you know, a younger audience. So I was just like, what, what was, what would be the cost of her saying, I didn't vote for Trump. I don't like Donald Trump. I voted for Joe Biden or I voted independent or I voted libertarian. Still would have roasted her if she voted um, libertarian or independent, but like, what, what was that going to do? You know, was it, was, were the consequences so bad if she had just said like, I stand against hate, I stand against racism, I stand against everything that Trump stands for. Um, I understand that that may sound like it's asking a lot because, again, (laughs) I watch all of her content. Like, she's not a political person, but I think it's bigger than Emma Chamberlain and it's just like with a lot of influencers who are kind of just very neutral and lukewarm I guess, I I don't know if that's a good way to describe it, but, like, I think now more than ever, we need people to, like, take a fucking stance, like, have some balls and say what you mean, you know, like, I, I, you don't have to be, like, this activist who is, like, super, super, like, into everything, because not everybody is for that, you know, not everybody is built for that or is interested in that, frankly, and I don't know if I can blame them, it's exhausting, trying to absorb everything that's always constantly happening. So I don't ask influencers to be, you know, these incredible, you know, history-making activists. But I think at a time like this, the least you could do is condemn someone who, like, most likely has spewed hatred directly at people who are in your fan base, you know, at young gay people, young people of color who look up to you. If I was like 16 or 17 and I saw that somebody that I really, really loved on the internet posted that kind of like really just generic statement, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, like I wish you had said something stronger, but um, I think that is like a really big privilege in itself is that like Emma Chamberlain and like just influencers in general, these people are millionaires. These people have tons of money so they can say like the most like lukewarm, neutral, mediocre statement and nothing's going to happen. Whereas influencers of color and people um, who are on the internet who are of color and in marginalized communities, they have to be activists because that's, because they're fighting against their own oppression. And 
they it, these you know people who are in these marginalized groups who are also on the internet when they make mistakes it's amplified because they have become role models for people who look like them so let's say like uh an influencer at Emma's size who is also a person of color who maybe is like gay right like if they were to post something like this, I think a lot of people would be disappointed. Why aren't you fighting back harder against your own oppression, you know? But because Emma is white and because a lot of influencers who do this are white, we applaud them and their mediocrity. And I think that's I think that's sad. Like <laughs> and I don't I don't say this because I have a solution for it. I think how do you ask people to care more about something else you know how do you ask somebody who makes thousands and millions of dollars to care about people who are not like them at all who have no advantages or benefits to them so it's hard like it's hard because like people kind of think that the internet also is like a bubble it's like well who cares you know this person just makes like vlogs or this person just makes TikToks and it's all for fun. But it's so much more than that. It's like people like me who grew up on the internet, like we thought too, we thought that we, that it was a bubble and that the, the actions of these internet people didn't affect us. But then people like Shane Dawson or like Tana Mojo or like Onision become like these fucking monsters <laughs> i mean honestly I, I, that sounds like rough but they do they become these like just disappointments to uh, like when so i think that my best like example is like i was super super into tana mojo like i thought she was super funny and like i really really actually no i didn't relate to her i think i liked watching her content because she lived this you know bigger than life like I don't know. It's just everything about her was very entertaining. So I was kind of living vicariously through her as a teenager. Um, and so when things started coming out about like, you know, her being racist and saying the N word and then her kind of just, again, having these like lukewarm statements, like, I love everybody, like peace and love. Like, what was that doing for somebody like me who was a person of color who like really looked up to her? I made excuses at the time. I was like, well, you know, at least she's speaking up. At least she's saying peace and love, right? But, like, it's sad. And I think um, the more that kids grow up on the internet and they have these people that they can, like, idolize and look up to, like, I think we need to take into account that, like, this is a type of, like, not, like, trauma, but, like, it's it's a it's, like, a different type of disappointment, you know? It's kind of, like like when you're disappointed in your parents or like disappointed in somebody like who you looked up to for a really long time um but anyways um with that I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about something else um which I have a lot of thoughts on which is like I've already been recording for 20 minutes so it's like how much more does this bitch have to say um excuse me so when I was, like, writing down notes for this episode, I was, like, thinking about, like, Tana Mojo and, like, Emma Chamberlain, Trisha Paytas and stuff. Paytas? Paytas? Trisha Paytas. That's how I say it. Okay. Um, and I was thinking about, like, 
Oh, I was watching a lot of Smoky Glow videos, and if you don't know who Smoky Glow is, she's a YouTuber who, like, does, like, kind of, like, drama, tea videos or whatever, but she also does, like, a lot of makeup stuff. She's really, really, really smart, and she's amazing and, like, talented and really just well-spoken, well-researched, and just, like, I don't know, she's just, like, really intelligent. I really appreciate, like, her content and um, how much research and just, like, just amazing good takes that she has i i will watch her videos and i'm like oh my god there is somebody who thinks exactly like me <laughs> um but anyways smoky glow has talked a bit about like accountability versus canceling um and i kind of want to talk about that um so like my first kind of like my first um experience with like watching somebody be canceled i want you to know that every time i'm saying canceled in this episode i'm doing air quotes um, watching somebody be canceled on the internet was, like, again, when I was, like, really, like, following Tina Mojo and stuff, and people were canceling her or whatever because I think, pe- was it, I don't know if it was, like, the N-word situation or maybe just because people were saying, like, she was a bad influence, whatever. Um, and not to, like, flex, um, I know this is gonna sound very much like I'm built different, um, because I am, but, um, I never was somebody who, like, believed in cancel culture. I never was, like, oh my god, like, can't, um, people are canceling this person for no reason. Like, I think I hate, I hate, hate so much when I hear people say cancel culture is so toxic. I, like, I always, like, imagine, like, imagine explaining that sentence. Imagine saying that phrase to a woman in the 1800s. How the fuck would you even start to explain that? Anyways, um, so I never thought, like, again, like, as somebody who can see why, like, at the time Tana Mojo was being, like, canceled or whatever, people were like, oh, my God, they're canceling her for saying the N-word, like, five years ago or whatever. Well, it was not even that long ago. (laughs) Um, It's like people specifically white people um have weaponized the word cancel to kind of belittle the feelings and experiences of people of color and just marginalize and oppressed groups in general um smoky glow has talked a lot about this and uh, again she like verbalizes this way better than i can because i i'm just like tripping over my words but um people like tana mojo trisha paytas um lil huddy who like this little huddy person is like very very new to me um (laughs) i don't know anything about him besides he dated like charlie d'amelio or they're still dating or something and that he said the n-word um but he's like way he's like not in my age demographic of like being an influencer because whatever anyways these people kind of like they make a business off of their own controversies right and so the first time I saw that again was like with Tana Mojo when she said the N word or like when people were bringing up her videos saying the N word. Um, she like apologized. It was a shitty apology, whatever. Um, but then I think after a while she wanted to stop taking accountability for her mistakes. So then that's when she started creating stuff like um her canceled merch and her um. I remember, like, her MTV show, MTV show, her, um, her YouTube, uh, clips on MTV's channel, 
that she for some reason called a TV a reality show. Um, I don't know when we started doing that, but um, it was definitely just YouTube videos. Um, she like in in the background of her like little confessionals were like it was like um a wall with her handwriting that said like hashtag cancel like scandalous like controversy stuff like that like it's just so it's just so corny to me like it's not that I'm offended it's not that I'm like oh my gosh she doesn't care that she's canceled like she doesn't like obviously she doesn't care like white people like that usually don't care because they're more focused on like kind of erasing or or like um swipe sweeping it under the rug than like actually taking accountability it's more that it's just like you're really trying to profit off of not just your mistakes but off of the pain uh that you've caused to people who have actually been affected by your bigotry by your racism and i think it's just corny i think it's lame and I'm I'm about to say all the mean words in the book, and I don't care if I sound mean. I think it's lame, it's stupid, it's juvenile, and I can't believe that people like Tana Mojo and Trisha Paytas are still like, oh my gosh, legendary, iconic queens. They said the N-word, but like they wear juicy tracksuits and they idolize Paris Hilton, so they're so like iconic. Um, it's just I'm like over it. Um why are we like applauding people who I think with their actions not just the the initial actions of like their blatantly racist you know stuff but then after that being like I'm so scandalous I'm so canceled that to me is a direct the direct translation of that in like um non-idiotic terms um is I am racist, I am homophobic, I am a bigot, I don't care who this affects. Um, And I think we give people way too much slack. But again, it doesn't matter because people who are fans of people like Trisha Paytas, Tana Mojo, all that kind of stuff, they for some reason think it's like cool (laughs) that like they're profiting off of directly off of like the hurt that they have caused oppressed groups. Um, anytime, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I don't usually get Trisha, Trisha Paytas's videos on my TikTok for you page. Um, but when I do, it's always her saying something, um, just like, just like extremely like problematic and just super bigoted. Um, and people are like, um, you can't cancel her because she's self-aware. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) I think we've, like, we have progressed. No, we have not progressed. I, I, every time I think that humanity is moving towards a brighter future, I look in the comment section of a Trisha Paytas TikTok and I'm like, oh my god, how are we, (coughs) wait, I need to pause and cough. Okay, I'm back. Um, I just talked with my roommate, and she reminded me of another point that I wanted to talk about. Um, another thing that I see a lot in, like, Trisha Paytas' comments are, like, um, people are like, oh, well, she's just a troll. Like, don't pay attention to her. Like, guess what? I'm not paying attention to her. Like, every time her TikToks come up on my For You page, I quickly press not interested. Um, that doesn't mean that 
people who are like affected by the problematic shit that she says are forever gonna be free of the problematic shit that she says like I think right now she's doing a thing where she's like being super offensive towards the Jewish community um but again like it doesn't matter because she's like so legendary uh oh my god I, I'm so sorry I just I hate I hate it um anyways Obviously, this has, like, a lot to do with, like, white privilege <laughs> um, and the fact that white people can essentially do anything on the internet and get away f- get away with it. Um, another person is, I mentioned earlier, iDubs. Um, I just feel like nobody cares that he just blatantly says the N-word, but in his bullshit excuse is like, well, everybody, like, everybody should say it because then it takes away the power that it has shut up. As a white person, you don't get to dictate what the N-word means to other people. Shut the hell up. Oh, my God. But, of course, he still gets to have a platform. He still gets to have thousands of dollars and influence other young kids who are going to find him when they're way too young and be like, okay, saying the N-word is cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, so effing heated right now. Sorry. Um, But, yeah, I think it's, like... People are like, cancel culture is so toxic. Cancel culture does not exist. Stop saying it's a culture. Canceling does is not real. Because every time that people are like, oh my gosh, this person is like so canceled because they said this and this and this. They just come right back. And I think it's so pathetic that influencers that do that try to paint it as a story of like resilience and like nobody can keep me down. The haters can't keep me down. That's pathetic. You know what's true resilience is when creators like, <clears throat> excuse me, when creators like Jackie Ina have to deal with r- extremely racist comments in her YouTube comment section or her Instagram comment section or her Twitter every single day, and yet she still decides to put out content that is inspiring and uplifting to others. That is resilience. Resilience and and not paying attention to the haters is not you ignoring the fact that you are actively hurting marginalized groups and just not caring about it. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I promise I'm not sick. I just have no, like, moi- I'm like, my throat was super dry from how long I've been talking. Anyways, True resilience is influencers and creators and content creators who are part of marginalized groups who every day have to face hordes and hordes of people who want them dead, who send them death threats, who send them hateful comments about things that they can't change. And they continue to strive on and make content that inspires other people. That is resilience. Not a a white person coming back after a cancel scandal. Cancel culture is not real. Stop saying that cancel culture is toxic. Saying that somebody should apologize for hurting a marginalized person is not being canceled. It's wanting to hold them accountable because they have an audience of thousands or millions of people who I I know it seems like it seems like you know what we can like separate ourselves from the internet, you know, whatever. No. When there's a kid watching somebody like iDubs or like Rice Gum who make it who make people think that it's okay to just be straight up assholes, um, that is gonna they're that's gonna mold their little mind. And we can't 
keep pretending that the internet exists in this bubble that we can turn off our phone at the end of the day and the things that we see and we ingest (laughs) on our feed isn't going to affect us. That's not real. That's not how it works. So stop saying cancel culture is toxic. Stop saying that, like, stop pretending that, like, people like Trisha Paytas or, like, even, like, Ethan Klein, stop pretending that them not caring about marginalized people is, like, empowering and, like, iconic because it's not. It's pathetic. It's sad. And (laughs) it's just, it's just disrespectful. And the sad thing about it is that, like, it doesn't matter, right? Me screaming about this on my podcast isn't going to do anything for white people who just don't want to educate themselves or who have educated or quote unquote educated themselves and just don't care. Like this isn't going to change anything. What has to change is that people have to be more mindful of like what content they're consuming and how it's affecting them. So I was watching um, D'Angelo Wallace's video about Blair White. Um, if you somehow don't know who D'Angelo Wallace is, he's an amazing, 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 I can't stress enough, he is an amazing content creator. He makes, um, kind of, like, commentary videos, um, documentary-style videos, kind of. Um, I don't like using that word in relation to YouTube videos, but whatever. (laughs) But, basically, D'Angelo Wallace is just a really, really great YouTuber, um, and content creator. And he made a video about um, Blair White. And um, so D'Angelo Wallace was saying, like, that he used to be a fan of Blair White and would watch her content. Um, and uh, Blair White is a conservative YouTuber who is um, also transgender. Um, I've never liked her content. Um, it's always been clear to me that she is a reactionary type of person who kind of acts like, I'm not like the other minorities. (laughs) I'm the good minority because she often, um, you can watch D'Angelo Wallace's video on this because he explains it way better and more in depth, but she will shit on other transgender people who don't present the way this, the same way that she does because she's very much like, um, I think she's fully transitioned and, um, you know, she very much presents as female and um, just like what she thinks is like the model minority of a transgender person. It does that, if that makes sense. Um, so he said that he would watch a lot of her content because, well, she was a transgender YouTuber and she seemed to be making a lot of informational content about uh, trans issues. Um So the issue is, is that she actually, um, a lot of her videos were just BS, were just her trying, again, like I said, like, trying to make other transgender people look bad because maybe they hadn't fully transitioned, or maybe they were non-binary, or, (coughs) or maybe they didn't present, um, necessarily present as masculine or feminine as she wanted them to be, um, And he talks about how this kind of, like, shaped him to be somebody who was prejudiced against trans people who didn't look like Blair White, you know? Um, And, of course, now, like, he he says, like, he's gotten over that and, like, he's been more critical of the content that he consumes. And 
I think that's a great example of like that we are not in. Indip- oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyways, what I was saying, we're not independent of the content that we regularly consume. You know, stuff that we see on the internet is not just like we see it and then we never think about it again, you know? So I, we need to stop treating it that way. We need to stop acting like these influencers who say hateful and just ignorant things that their following isn't going to do the same thing, you know? (laughs) Um, anyways, sorry that this, um, episode is super long. I guess this is one of those episodes where I'm just grumpy the whole time. Um, sorry if my energy or mood is like a little bit off. I don't know. Maybe it's because my throat's super dry or whatever. Um, uh, thank you so much for watching or for watching. Haha. Just kidding. I'm getting ready for my YouTube career, obviously. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I really, really, really appreciate every single one of you who is actively listening to my podcast and cares about the stuff that I have to say. Um, It really makes me feel good and it really boosts my ego. (laughs) Um, But anyways, thank you for listening. Make sure to follow me on all my socials at Grumpy Melee and to follow the podcast. So on Instagram, it is La Gruñana Podcast and on Twitter is La Gruñana Pod. Um, Yeah. I love you all so much. Sorry, I just keep rambling. I sometimes it's kind of hard for me to say bye at the end of the, at the end of a pod at the end of an episode because I'm like, wait, I was having so much fun with you guys. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I love you all so much. Um, I'll try and be here. Ne- I, I for sure, I for sure will be here next week. I just I just kind of took a break last week because of everything that was going on. Um, and hopefully next week will be a little bit more lighthearted, not as um, rambly and not as um, angry. (laughs) Um, But I hope you have a really, really great rest of your week. Happy Friday the 13th. Please, please stay safe. Please, please wear your mask. Please, please socially distance and stay inside as much as you can because COVID cases are going up. Um, Yeah, I love you. Okay, sorry. Bye. Oh, stay grumpy. Okay, bye.